This episode of a top three podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the tube podcast network. Some personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson, Zolgeek, Colby Moyer, Eric Guess, Rick Firestone, Jill, Soccer, ZNA, Cupcake, Kyle, Christian S., Matt, aka Stormageddon, JD, Doug Leaf, Jason Emery, and many more have all gone to patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson to kick us a few bucks and support the show. And we appreciate all of these lovely people, and you, listener, can be just like them. Once again, that's patreon.com slash real Dave Jackson. Any support in any form is always appreciated. And with that being said, let's get on to the show. Episode 69. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson. Joining me today, the regular top three crew, starting with Aaron Angle. Sup? Alan Nichols. Hey, guys. And fan favorite Bloodbath McGrath. Hey, everybody. I've got nothing this week. Good man. This episode is episode 69, and to commemorate the occasion, Ooh. we're doing our top three duos today. It's a good uh, topic suggestion suggested by friend of the show, Jeff, formerly Jerf. Thank you, Jerf, for the topic. Top three duos today, and if this is your first time listening to the show, what we've done is we picked our top threes, and we're not all just going to list them all at once like a bunch of fucking savages. We're going to take turns because we grew up in a society We're all going to say our number threes, then number twos, number ones, lightning round honorable mentions, and then a bunch of good listener submissions for this episode. So top three duos. Want to make sure we're all on the same page here. This could be people. This could be foods. This could be other stuff. We all all with that? Yes. Yes. I'm confused. I thought this episode was specifically about... 69 uh i thought it was so I'm, I'm just confused in general i mean to see what way to pick up like peanut butter and fucking chocolate f- food pairings like i don't I, I don't get this i also was under the impression that we were talking about 69s all night i, yeah. I have a feeling bloodbath's list is going to be the same regardless of <laughs> the impression he was under so Listen, all i know is that you just went on a rant about how we're you know, we're not savages and we grew up in a society yet we're honoring episode 69, which is just a bunch of nasty pig sex. Uh, so I, <laughs> I guess I'm just confused, uh, but it's okay. Uh, because I am, I, I can, I can pull something on my ass like hedonism robot. Okay. I'm just going to like pour chocolate all over myself. I <laughs> will grant you that if you can show me two pigs, 69ing and I'll wait, show me. Dude. Uh, link, in the, link in the comments <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so top three duos today and um, i'm just gonna go ahead and get our list started with my number three so my number three duo uh, i went one food thing for my list and my number three is fried chicken and beer and i know that our um 
Our listener top threes have some similar things, but it's mostly pizza and beer. And so I want to enlighten people because uh, this is a thing in Korea, really popular thing, uh, so popular that they made up a word for it. The combination of fried chicken and beer is an institution in Korea, and it needs to be brought over here. Fucking KFC sells beer over there because it's so popular to uh, do that. So open your eyes, people, expand your palates, get some, uh, get some fried chicken, get some, I don't know, some shitty light beer. Uh, you don't want to like, you don't want like some fucking craft IPA or some shit. You want to taste the chicken, you want that grease, and then you want some uh, refreshing beer to go with it. So that's my number three, fried chicken and beer. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we can get back to this bloodbath. Just sent a picture of two pigs sixty nighting to our group chat, and I okay, just saw yeah. the I just saw the tidy little thumbnail like appear, and I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> did bloodbath just send to the group chat?" Oh my god, it's two pigs sixty nighting. Oh, it yeah. is. He had that shit saved in his phone, bro. He was on that shit in like 20 seconds. Yeah, he had that, he's got that in his favorites folder on the That's phone. That's so funny. All right, we're, we're going back to this. I think that <laughs> beer is the last thing I want to drink when I'm eating food, personally. Yeah, but same. It, it, it is what? really cool. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's too... No, I just, I don't like water. Give me some ice water. Maybe an RC cola. Uh, not taking away from your thing. Like, it sounds to me like it's like an institutional thing. Like, if they sell beer, like, you can't smoke pot in Korea. But you can drink a beer at KFC. Like, I I, I do like yeah. that idea. But, uh, yeah, n- n- not a beer with my food kind of guy. So, no, so you said, you said there's like a term for it? Like, they yeah. have a specific, what's the term? So, in Korea, for fried chicken, they just say chicken, basically. Like, oh, that's, the English that's word chicken. Secret and then, code, Dave. I know. Well, I, give me give me a second. And then the word for beer is mekju. So chicken, mekju. And the word is chimek. You put those two words together, and that means chicken, that's, fried chicken and beer that's uh, for dinner. Great. I love yeah, it. It's okay. Yeah, it's great. The thing, the thing, like the selling point is fried chicken is greasy as fuck and beer cuts through grease. That's why people mm-hmm. like drinking beer with pizza. So it's a match made in heaven. My it's also, also super good with ramen. Beer with ramen. Yeah, I can see that. Unlike mm-hmm. Aaron, I, I, I like drinking beer with dinner. Uh, it's uh, usually goes well, you know, grilled meats, whatever you got, especially if it's greasy, I want a beer. And again, not a super fancy one either. Aaron's Aaron's drinking for the blackout, right? I mean, we're all agreed on that. <laughs> yep, that's it, baby. I do it yeah. for a purpose, man. I don't think it tastes good. I mean, I give it props. That's my favorite ludicrous album, Chicken and Beer. But <laughs> that's right, uh, Chicken and Beer. And then uh, there was a like teen movie, like an American Pie type movie that was on comedy central all the time back in the day called beer and chicken where people would, uh, or was it porn and chicken? I can't remember. I think it was porn and chicken. It, it was, was porn, it porn and, and chicken. chicken? Yeah. They would get together and eat fried chicken and drink beer and watch porn together in like a college auditorium. It was really weird. Movie. <laughs> what a, what a weird activity in general, like a, yeah. a weird, string of words to put in a sentence uh yeah i don't know dude i'm a little bit on Aaron's team on this one like i just i don't ever i I will drink beer with a meal occasionally but like it's not like a go-to combination for me with any food 
uh, especially chicken. Like, I just feel like I'm eating. Like, for me, I feel like if, if there was going to be a chicken and beverage combination, it would be like chicken and lemonade. That's yeah. even yeah. better than chicken I, and beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, chicken and lemonade sounds good. For sure. Yeah. Or like sweet tea, I guess. I mean, whenever you get it like KFC or uh, Popeye's, just not, not necessarily beer pops in my head, but uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm having beer and fried food tonight. I'm making fried green t- tomatoes during the, uh, during the podcast here. So you're going to, you're going to hear me scream a little bit. <laughs> you're going to smell it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was my number three chicken and beer. Aaron, what's your number three? My number three is going to be pizza and Lunchables. Now, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I thought he was so th- legit. I know. I know. It's always going to work on Bloodbath. That's what's funny. Uh, my number three <laughs> is going to be uh, Colin Mockery and Ryan Styles from Who's Line Anyway. I thought um, about that. Choice. Good one. Yeah. I, we, first off, for how good of a show Whose Line was, like back, because they're still doing it, and it's, it's okay. I see some clips here and there, blah, blah, blah. But that show was so fucking good. And we, we really have never talked about it on this show. Uh, Colin Mockery has never really done anything, you know, of import aside from uh, Whose Line. Ryan Styles was on the Drew Carey show and uh, the British version of Whose Line. Uh, but that show is that show is wonderful. Those like 90s Whose Line, Who's Lines It Anyway, hosted by Drew Carey, launched Wayne Brady's career. But Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles were clearly the stars of that show. Uh, I'm going to dip into my, you know, a l- little bit about improv. Like they do short form improv, which is uh, marketable, but not like what most improv is actually like. A lot of people that do do improv are doing like long form stuff, like like making stories and creating scenes that are five, six, seven minutes long. But these guys have mastered the art form of short form improv being able to come out make a joke real quick not make a whole entire scene but then when they do decide to do like those skit or those uh those sketches in a whose line uh, it's always colin mockery and ryan styles that are the ones doing it they are the absolute best at it Uh, an improv show if you told me today hey there's this really funny short form improv show on tv i'd be like fuck you don't ever give me a suggestion again (laughs) whose whose lines it anyway was awesome and colin mockery and ryan styles were the two best on that show and to this day i'll still i'll watch some old whose line stuff and still think it's really funny so uh yeah they they were the one two punch on that show when it was at its best. So yeah, number, number uh, three, uh, Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles. That's great. Yeah, man. Man. Um, did you, did you guys see the text message I sent out that they're doing whose line is it anyway in Charleston this fall? Probably. No. And I <laughs> yeah, probably maybe. forgot. Yeah. Same. Aaron, I know, I know you definitely did Aaron because you responded, but like, mm, you know, doesn't so sound like no, Colin, Colin Mockery will be there. And so will Ryan Stiles. I bet that'll be so fucking cool because you you watch the new show that like, you know, the the clips are dumb and all that stuff. But Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles still killing it. Wayne Brady is actually still really good. It's just I I don't know. I like Drew Carey and I'm sad he's not there anymore. Uh, But yeah, no, they're the best at it. I, I don't like improv at all. I actually sort of actively hate improv. Uh, but the, the the short form stuff that they do was really, really good. So I, I had to talk about him at least once on this podcast. Yeah, I was thinking about that for my list too, because I was thinking about like, okay, what duos have been really funny and like funny because they're together. And so I thought of them and it's kind of like you said, they're like the driving force of the show. And Wayne Brady always kills it on like the musical stuff on the show. He's great at that stuff. And then 
they always have like a fourth guy who was kind of just like, yeah, I'll make a good joke like once a show or so. He was all right. I forget his name. <laughs> they just boo him off the stage. Yeah. 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 No, he was all right. But it was really like the the Ryan and Colin show for sure. Yeah, I never got super into his lines anyway. I am sorry, Aaron. Uh, I forgive you. <laughs> all right, that's a lot easier than I thought it was. Let's go, back to, let's, let's go back to something Aaron said, like pizza and Lunchables. Like, is he just like taking Lunchables and throwing them on top of a slice of pizza? Like Sometimes the cheese and cracker and just... Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Exactly like that, yeah. This is like the kind of side topic they like the spinoff which would be top three combinations uh, <laughs> of like of concepts basically yeah uh, we know aaron was gonna bring pizza lunchables back into the show as soon as he could got a great duo. so that was aaron's number three colin mockery and ryan styles from whose line is it anyway alan what is your number three uh this is a tough one but i'm going with uh man and dog uh, I think Ooh. that my number three is Man and Dog, one of the top duos of all time. We've been going strong for 10,000 years or, or some shit like that. Um, you know, uh, I, I guess, I, I don't know, I'm not an uh, anthropologist or anything like that. But I think that it, I recall hearing uh, it happened from wolves, like um, after we had passed through the hunter-gatherer stage, and we were kind of settled uh, coming up to to villages or campsites and, and eating food. And then uh, humans and dogs have this sort of symbiotic relationship where they protect and care for one another. It's just a, a really nice thing. And also, I have like the best dog in the entire world. Uh, if you guys haven't met him, his name is Gus Beagleman. Um, <laughs> check out check out Gus Beagleman. I think I've put a picture of him on the Discord. I don't think I've put a picture of him on the Discord. No, you um, totally haven't. Uh, I'll have to get one on there. But anyway, I've, uh, I've man Gus and dog. Before. Yeah, Gus is great. Uh, yeah, Gus is like, cool. Clearly, the top three dogs of all time. Um, but that's that's all I got. My number three, man and dog. And and think about all of the the great like literature and film that has been based off of these concepts you have, you have where the red fern grows. You know what I mean? You, you have Shiloh, you have homeward bound Airbud. Like, you know, that is like, that is such a deep <laughs> concept of a relationship between man and animal that I, I, I didn't even think about that. Like conceptually, it's a really weird answer, but I really like this answer because it is. It's it is man's best friend. If there is an animal that we could be a duo with, it's a dog. Love the answer, man. Love hair, bud. The other one would be man and horse, I think, is the other really symbiotic relationship that we have with animals. Uh, yeah, that, horses are it's fucking beneficial weird. To both. Yeah, Dude, they yeah. are they they That's, are weird, I but, get like, it, but no. Yeah. They, you know, like we've used them for a long time and we get a lot of benefit from them. And they yeah. would you know, probably actually they'd probably be okay without us. They run fast dogs. Like dogs would be dead without us for the most part. Like my beagle, there's no way oh, he would last. No, Rookie would survive like an hour and a half outside yeah. of like my care. <laughs> so, <laughs> right into the traffic. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just, uh, so I, I was looking it up. The, the genetic evidence suggests that dogs, uh, split from wolves, uh, between 27,000 and 40,000 years ago. And so, Oof. 
that was um kind of well along like the the lines of like dogs and wolves just kind of like looking out for each other right like you you protect me i'll give you some food now it's turned into like I protect my dog and I give him food. And in response, he yells at me if I don't feed him 45 minutes early. Yeah, he fits into your good shoes. Yeah. 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 He chews on all of our stuff. That's, that's, that's what he provides. There's a new, there's a new dog in my life. Uh, he's a good boy. His name is Meatball. Love uh, it. Oh. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Uh, He's not technically my dog, but like, you know, I, I walk him every day usually and uh, he'll come over and hang out. Every time he sees me, he like he doesn't jump up. He's a bigger dog. But I mean, like he just like puts his paws up on my chest and like wants me to like give him a hug and he licks my face. Uh, I like dogs, man. I, yeah, I've always been a small dog person, but this is the first big dog I've ever, uh, you know, had. Uh, and it's uh, it's pretty good. I definitely think I'll be a big dog person for the second half of my life. Uh, you should, you should start wearing those big dog shirts that they sell at Coles. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. And you get to like pick up their shit, especially now again, always a little dog person. A, there's a big dog now. And like, he takes a fucking dump. I'm like, Jesus. He also yeah. specifically <laughs> shits, uh, in the grass on the side of the post office. Every time, as soon as nice. we hit the post office, he's like, eh. He's got a real problem with the he government. The government. Yeah. 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 He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of literature about it too, man. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, he's, pushy on, some, about he's it. on some, he's on some watch list for sure. Yeah. All right. So that was Alan's number three man and dog bloodbath. What's your number three duo. This was a little harder for me. Cause like I, I tried not to just keep picking like food combinations. Like it's interesting how some people's brains work. Like, you know, some people might be, are like, I saw a lot of like answers on the Discord, like, you know, uh, Batman and Robin, things like that. And I'm like, oh, I was thinking like peanut butter and chocolate. Uh, <laughs> but I think for my number three, I'll start with a good one. Uh, movie theaters and popcorn. Good mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. I think traditionally I heard a long time ago that uh, like movie theaters like had peanuts instead of popcorn. And I don't, quite remember what the history was and why they like someone introduced like popcorn as a snack when you're in the movie theater and, and it just changed everything. Um, but to me, like the biggest like sensory memory I have is like anytime I walk into a movie theater and you smell the movie theater popcorn, like there, there is nothing, there is probably not one scent I have in my life or, or in my conscious that, gives me an immediate like euphoric feeling just a a, um a a nostalgia like just this nostalgia high it's comforting it's it's just there's something about it like i'm always in a good mood i mean like any any care or stress that's going on like immediately leaves like as soon as i get that you know smell when you walk into the movie theater the popcorn you get a nice big tub of it you sit down like there's something so satisfying with the little crunch in your head while you're where you're watching the movie um you know and the movie theater popcorn is so good too it's it's absolute garbage i'm sure it's not real butter it's genetically it's genetically modified kernels like whatever <laughs> thing you want to tell me about how bad the popcorn is like it's so good i don't care it's one of those things too where uh like we all probably there's probably like more 
refined versions of popcorn out there, but you want the cheap, shitty garbage bag full of popcorn experience. Like, you know, you go to a gas station, you get a shitty hot dog and it's garbage, but like you like it because it is garbage. That's the way I feel about the movie theater popcorn. Like I know it's stale. I know it's, you know, just some weird yellow liquid they pour on top of it. I don't care. Give me more. I'll take an entire garbage bag full, please. Thank you. Yeah. Well, the reason is probably like the reason that that movie theaters probably have popcorn. I'm, I'm guessing is like the profit margins, right? Like how much or is corn really versus how much movie theaters charge for the popcorn, right? It's probably just the easiest, quick thing that they can do or whatever. But I'm with you, bloodbath. I want that. I want that shitty. I, I want to have the butter dispenser like of my own and just pump that shit right on there. I'm at the butter dispenser. There's dead flies stuck. There's hair everywhere. Fingerprints from children and shit. Give me more all over that popcorn, dude. This is a really this is a uh, this is a really interesting answer. I, I think you and Alan are hitting a plane that I really didn't think about when I did this uh, when I made my list, anyways. Uh, but I love this answer. The one thing that I did say is like. When you met, like one of the things with duos is like, or what would classify something as a duo is if both of those things are oft mentioned together. And when it comes to movie theaters, are popcorn they they are as Alan said symbiotic. So I think this is a great answer, man. Here's the question: So, do you go for like the sweet popcorn, like the caramel one at the theater, or do you go for like the cheese or the butter ones? And would you mix them together? Straight First butter. Of all, Regular what, yes to everything. What movie, what movie theater are you going to that has sweet caramel popcorn or like the cheese? Like I've seen sometimes they'll have like the cheese shaker, but like I don't go to the movie theater that often. So maybe it's just the one I'm going to like they just it's just popcorn. I didn't see oh. any variations. The um, I don't know. The AMCs around here all have like, you know, like cheddar cheese popcorn and like caramel popcorn. You can get Co- like half and half of a bitch. Columbus is bougie. Yeah, that's that's how you know it's bougie because we get caramel popcorn at the movie theater. The fuck! (laughs) Great, great delivery, Dave. We don't even get seats in West Virginia. I would do two thirds. I would do two thirds regular popcorn and one third caramel. That's an excellent answer, Bloodbath. That is the right answer. You guys remember, you, you know how they sell like bunch of crunch at movie theaters, and there was like a promotion where like they would put the bunch of crunch inside of your popcorn so that you were eating popcorn and bunch of crunch at the same time. You know, does it, does anybody know what I'm talking about? No, I get it because I, I hate, I, bunch of, I, I hate bunch of crunch. Yeah. It was no. like, you know, it's, it's disgusting, but like, yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was when I was. It doesn't Africa. sound good. At all. Yeah. But yeah, they, they chocolate covered like, popcorn. Basically. Like yeah. Hot chocolate covered popcorn mm-hmm. on, on the topic of movie treats that are weird i talked to someone the other day and i just want to get everybody's opinion on this that eats skittles and m&ms mixed together that sounds what? so gross that sounds so yeah. awful dude. that sounds awful <laughs> and and her so her explanation was that it's it's like the poor man's chocolate covered fruit I, I just had to get I just, I just had to get everybody's opinion on this I, Uh, Alan, no, Alan, no. Mm -hmm. That woman sounds that woman sounds lost. She is see a a therapist. I told her as much. Um, so you know, (laughs) I was like, she's a judge. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, um, sends her to jail, which he's not technically allowed to do. 
Yeah, no, we definitely we institutionalized. You guys remember when Skittle like Skittles made chocolate Skittles? Like there was like however many how many flavors there are Skittles, like four or five. They made a chocolate version that was like four or five different flavors of chocolate, like kind of like a mocha or like a nope. dark chocolate. I do okay. not remember that. No. No, I got nothing. That sounds like M and M's. It does. It was like the, it was them <laughs> trying to do like, oh, like it's Skittles, but it's chocolate, and everybody was like, all right. The I just, kind of, I just kind of always assumed that like Skittles and M and M's were made by the same company. I realize they're probably not, but they wow. just seem so similar. You know. You just yeah. pissed a lot of people off, Alan. I probably <laughs> did. Mars is going to come after me. This podcast is not sponsored by Mars Candy. So <laughs> that was uh, Bloodbaths number three, movie theaters and popcorn. And so getting into number twos then, on my number two, I wanted to have a, a duo from a TV show of characters that go together uh, really, really well. So my number two is JD and Turk from the show Scrubs. Oh, yep. Love those guys. They are the... They're funny, they're funny together, and they are like the best possible friends. Um, the The whole show is basically built around their friendship and how it evolves throughout the show, but mostly them goofing and having all these inside jokes and stuff together. Uh, they're just a really awesome duo, and I love Scrubs. It's still one of my favorite shows. So easy number two. Man, there was a time when, when Zach Braff was the most famous person in the world. <laughs> when Zach Braff that is, the that world. That is wild, isn't it? <laughs> not for Garden State, mind you. For Scrubs. But, which all, I fucking but also love. for Garden State. I mean, you know, also for Garden State. <laughs> and, and and also that time he got punked and almost killed a 13-year-old. Yeah, that was, that was very funny. Uh, not really, but he almost beat up a 14-year-old. It doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. But uh, I, I'm with you, Dave, when it comes to TV duos. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at sitcoms, right? And I'm in my head spitballing right now. Okay, so who is on that upper echelon that I could argue with? And I'm like, just off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. Like, they, 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 like, don't get me wrong. All the other secondary characters were awesome, but they were the main characters of that show. And they played yeah. off each other perfectly. Yeah, I was thinking. So I was like, okay, I love the characters on Seinfeld, but there's no, there's no, like, Jerry and George stand out as a duo, but like they don't, they're not together all the time. The group is always split up with all the other characters. And I, yeah, I can't really think of another like comedy show duo unless you want to say like Key and Peel. And I don't like, I don't like that show that much. So, so Homer and, Homer think, and Bart. No, no, nah, I would nah. go Homer and Marge before Homer and Bart. Like on, if I'm going to pick a Lenny dude, and Carl, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny and Carl is a great, that's a yeah. great one. That, Mr. That, Burns and Smithers. That's, that's a great <laughs> yeah. one. That's a great one. I'm still going to take Dave's answer over those. So, so what's good about that combination of people, each character, like JD and Turk on that show, like have like different storylines. They have different personalities and like, they're very different characters, but like their friendship shine so much because when they're around each other they interact in a way they don't interact with anybody else and they're yeah. just as silly with each other and they share a very specific sense of humor with each other and you could tell it like i mean the, just you know 
the actors and the writing is so good about making each one of them stand out individually, but then when they're together, it's a, a completely different vibe. And, a, and a, that's when their personality is also very different. I think that's a the sign uh, that it is a really good combination. I think a lot of it's the actors too, because I think they're really good friends. In yeah, they're life. like best friends in real life. They like do and a podcast. podcast together. They're always doing commercials together. Like they, I mean, like even on their podcast, they, they talk about like, how they hang out all the time in real life and stuff when they get a chance. They're just like actually best friends in real life. So that definitely plays into like the on-screen uh, result too. So now to be fair though, like some people that do podcasts together, they don't even like one another, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I would say that like any podcast that involves four friends from like 20 years ago, doing lists together or some bullshit is not a fucking chance that they like each other. Zero for zero. <laughs> sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah. Zero <laughs> percent success. Yeah. So that's my number three, JD and Turk from the show scrubs. Uh, watch the show scrubs. If you, uh, if you haven't watched it, it's real good. Uh, so Aaron, what's your number two? All right. My number two is a real life duo uh, of people. Uh, I'm going for my number two, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, uh, the creators hmm. of South Park, uh, Book of Mormon, Orgasmo, uh, <laughs> if you've seen it. Uh, Who could forget? Yeah, and you know, and it's no secret on this show how big a fan, I mean, how big a fans of South Park everybody here is. We have done an episode about it. We have talked about South Park in episodes that, you know, we didn't think we were going to talk about South Park in. And it is to me, like, at least in my mind, one of the most prolific shows ever created. I do think a lot of me growing up watching that show has kind of, you know, in, in you know, in, in its own way, kind of helped develop my personality and the things that I find funny and stuff. But, you know, uh, develop, your off, develop your awful, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. gonna say it's a cautionary <laughs> tale for all the parents yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the effect. Always I have awful personality like traits, buddy. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I I am Cartman in a nice sweater. Uh, but I, you know, <laughs> like I I I think like when I look at like the creators of you know my favorite things, South Park. South Park might be my favorite television show of all time. You know, uh, Book of Mormon, the South Park movie. Those are two of my five favorite musicals of all time. I, I, I love basketball. You know, I loved That's My Bush. I thought that show was hilarious. You know, Dude, that show is so funny. It's it's a, it's good. It's really, really good. They've, they've done a they've done a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff that sticks in my mind is like the greatest of uh, it, on a couple of different lists. And there is not one without the other. Trey Parker could not be who Trey Parker is without Matt Stone and, and, and vice versa. And uh, just, you know, they they lived the American dream. They were two young, stupid filmmakers that went to a shitty college in Colorado that got a singular chance and turned it into a lifetime of accomplishments and wealth and all of that. So to me, they're, they're also kind of like that. Like, that's what I look at is like the American dream. Like, right. They, they had an idea and they went with it and there are ups and downs throughout their relationship as far as like, are they going to have work? Or are they not? Blah, 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 blah. But they, they stuck with South park and it turned into a career that I'm sure neither one of them could imagine. But I, I just think they're fucking hilarious at what they do. They're really, really good. And they are definitely like, you know, they, you have like the, like what, like the, the, the Coen brothers, or you have like, uh, like Dave said, like key and peel, like these like real life creators who are out there doing any, I, I do think they are the best like duo that I, I can think of anyways that are, you know, kind of doing those things. So I'm going to cut it short now, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, 
number two duo. That's solid. Yeah, it's a good pick. You mentioned the, like the thing that stands out to me the most about them as a duo, because it's hard to see like from because they're mostly writers. You you mostly don't see them. You see what they create, basically. Um, and I guess like a good TV show is a, the product of a good, you know, creative partnership or uh, relationship among however many people work on it. But their acting chemistry in basketball is so fucking funny. That, like w- as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah, they're like their best friends. Of course, they have the best chemistry possible. And they're not like they're not professional actors. Like they're not very good actors. They're just like two funny dudes doing lines in this movie. But they're so funny together that that movie is like legit, extremely funny. Also, too, I, I want to point out if anyone is the documentary about South Park six days to air. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I knew the story was basically like, they make that show in like six days every week. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And like, you kind of see how that works and it's, it's interesting and everything. But like when Aaron said, like, you know, the, the comedy do like they literally do everything. Like they, Almost, I mean, there's a couple people helping write that show, but like not nearly as many as I thought there were. Like, it's really just that. And when you see them start, they like, like Trey or like Matt Stone, I forget. I I know their names. I just never really paid enough attention to know who's who, but like they just start throwing ideas on the board and then they just start making it happen, like in like real time, like just right off the cuff. And like then they just go into a room and they just start like making voices and improving shit and like i mean they they literally like that show more than anything else is so much their like complete brainchild and i pointed out because if anyone's kind of a fan of like animation like shows like the simpsons or family guy like like matt uh matt graining who did the simpsons and uh seth mcfarland who did family guy like they came up with the show and then they sold it and like they just come in and do the voices or what like they don't they don't really write or make that show anymore but like South Park, like that is still the two, those two people and their voice continuously. And it's very interesting. You know, I know that maybe not everybody's a fan of that show, but like, damn, like that's really cool to see two people like continue to make the art that they want. And they haven't just sold it out and like have a team of writers that have no connection to it, making it. Yeah. Yeah. And like we, we've talked in the past about like the, the quality of like modern South Park and whether you think it's good or not. Like I, I, I personally don't really like what it is anymore. And I like, I suspect that part of it is that they put it together each week based on like what's going on that week and what they're thinking about that week. It's not really my jam, but it is like really impressive that they are still putting it out and that enough people like it that they're still allowed to make it and their people still like pay for it and it hasn't gotten canceled. So it's, um, yeah, it's really impressive. So creative partnership, but then also just like two dudes that are super funny together in general. So yeah, good pick. Aaron's number two, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Uh, Alan, what's your number two? Hang up. It's something with fried green tomatoes. I guarantee it's it's not. (laughs) Gus is biting at his dick. It's actually, (laughs) it's it's actually free government and the right to a jury trial is my number two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because the 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 peak way that a, a people can be, they are the judge of themselves, and so you get in America 
a jury trial of of your peers. Uh, now in America, uh, in America, in the United States of America, which there's a lot to not like about America, and there's a, a lot to complain about about the judicial system in America. But I I maintain that the greatest bulwark against tyranny is the right to a jury trial of your peers, um, the people that you live with, that you live around, the people in which you're alleged to have committed a crime, they decide whether or not you committed a crime and they decide whether or not you need to be punished for it. Not the government, not anyone else. Those 12 people in the box. So um, that I thought was my number two. Ladies and gentlemen of this supposed <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I like this answer. This is a, this is a, we don't see this side of Alan very often. Alan's a fucking nerd, dude. He's, he's a law nerd, bro. Like this is what he is. And he, and he's absolutely right. Now I also don't judge, or I also don't trust the opinion of any of my peers, podcast people included. Uh, So I, I do think it's kind of fucked up that they're like, well, this guy, like, he lost his eye in Vietnam and he can barely write, but he's got to do jury duty because he pays taxes and he's going to decide whether or not you go to jail for grand larceny. Okay. He doesn't like, got to do jury duty, Aaron. You don't know how the system works. That's correct. I've never <laughs> done it. He's right. I've never done jury duty. I don't know. He's, he's jury duty about fucking that. sucks. <laughs> yeah, I've never done it. Nobody's ever asked. So, so the just, people no, who... <laughs> Keep quiet. <laughs> no, the people who end up doing jury duty are the people who don't have a good enough excuse to not do it. Generally, but that is the problem, Dave. Because did you not have a good people. excuse, Dave? No, not really. And I was like, I got jury summons, and I was like, hey, this sounds like you know an interesting experience. Like, I'll, I'll go ahead and like report for jury duty and not try and get out of it. Plus, I don't have to go to work, and I can just go hang out at the courthouse for a week. And um, I get I got paid by my job for being on jury duty. I didn't have to take like the the $6 a day and the fucking like McDonald's meal voucher they give you or whatever. <laughs> Dave, Dave got to sit in on a wild trial. He got a good yeah, one was, when he sat on. It was duty. extremely wild. Yeah. It's like a babysitter. They charged with negligent homicide or something, right? Yeah. It was a shaken baby <laughs> case and it fucking oh, sucked. It was not, it was not Nuts. the fun, interesting, it was interesting, but it was not the fun <laughs> experience I thought it, I thought it would be like, you know, like a carjacking or some, you know, or some, you know, Tax relatively evasion. victimless Tax crime. Evasion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking people saying bullshit on a podcast that got like sued or something like that. <laughs> Slander. Yeah. We're all going to get no. sued by the Mars company anyway, dude. No, I got a, uh. I, yeah, that was, that case was, uh, that was a trip. That was not, uh, fun. They've got a dead baby case. That is a, that's a did you have wild to, one. Did you have to go to a hotel room and like be no, sequestered or like, no, it wasn't like that, but I, I had, I wasn't allowed to talk about it uh, during the case. <laughs> Dave, Dave was on the jury for Casey Anthony. That's, yeah, I was going to say like, it was, <laughs> I mean, not that far off. Uh, and it was like an actual like law and order type trial. That does that dead cool. babies, man. Dead babies get the treatment. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. But I mean, I get it. Like the, the, it's better than the alternative, right? Like I, I think that. I don't know. The I think once you get to that like point, Alan, Alan, what is the alternative? 
like just paint us that picture. The government just says if you're guilty or not. Yeah, believe it or well, not. Uh, exactly. That's exactly how it was in England when the king ruled in England. But that's why America was it's part of the reason why America was created. Because there shouldn't just be a crown that gets to decide what's right and wrong. Everybody gets to decide what's right and wrong. Fuck the king. And the See, queen. That's right. Fuck the king. The official stance of a top three podcast. Fuck the king. Go Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> go, go terriers. Go terriers. Go terriers. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Alan's number two. Uh what was it? The right to a jury trial and the free government. And and, and a free nation, yeah. A free nation. Okay. You're the worst, Alan. But good number two. <laughs> we appreciate you're such a lawyer. The effort. You're you're such a lawyer. Okay. Uh bloodbath, number two. Uh all right. <clears throat> My number two is driving your car while listening to music, radio, CD, podcast, whatever. That's uh, solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was driving to work and you know playing my spot one of my Spotify playlists, and I was just like, man, like ninety percent, eighty percent of the music I listen to is on my commute to work and like i ask like anytime my phone's been dead or something's not working or if i have to if i got like a rental car my car's in shop or something and i don't have access to like my music like driving fucking sucks and i thought about that too and i was like that's really uh do any do do either of you guys drive in complete silence first off like no music no radio nothing Yes. God damn it, you're fucking weird. Yes. You're Puma. saying that to say that. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, he, I, is. he is. No, 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 no. I'm I am not I'm not. Next time you guys come over, my car's radio does not work. It does it does okay, not work fair. at all. Yeah. So fair. and here's the here's the thing is like I don't do it by choice. Like here's the thing about driving without music, Bloodbath, is you're in your own head and you're thinking about your own life and your own problems, and then thank God you're at work, it's only seven minutes away. I, I don't care about like just driving around casually and listening to music that doesn't sound cool, but I never really thought about how important it was to have something to listen to while you're making those you know, you know, 15-minute, 20-minute drives or whatever until I had to start doing it with regularity. I went and bought AirPods because I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to fucking listen to my phone and just not hear traffic or people beeping at me or anything like that because this is driving me insane not having anything okay. to listen to okay that's gonna lead me to my next point uh, uh alan dave do you guys drive in silence if you absolutely can avoid absolutely fucking not yeah if i can right. avoid it never and that's what i thought i'm like everybody has like i don't think there would be a person that says that they would prefer just to like not have any sound going on and that's what's weird and aaron is kind of making my point it's like driving to work or on a trip you know wherever wherever long distance you got to go if it's more than a mile like no sound in the car is fucking miserable and i would argue like aaron's saying you start thinking your mind starts to wander and i feel i'm a worse driver when there's no music or anything on like that's kind of what got me thinking about it like i'm always playing like music and i'm thinking oh i want to hear this song and this song and I would imagine if somebody watched me, they'd be like, dude, like you're on Spotify, you're driving, blah, blah, blah. It's like Zen for me. Like when I don't have any music, I'm just sitting there thinking about my day or my life or, or shit like that. Like that's when I start getting into my own head and I can't concentrate on the road. And it's interesting to me what a good combination 
of music and driving does because I feel like it puts people in like it's like a zen fucking focus. Like I can be there listening to whatever music and thinking about the artist or the mute. Like, and I can let like, you know, you guys know me, man, I'll listen. I'll listen to weird fucking shit all the time. Like, it's not like I'm just listening to like easy listening shit while I'm in the car. Like I'll play fucking just women screaming for five (laughs) minutes. Like, but there is something Zen about it. And you think about, you know, all right, I'm checking my mirrors. I'm like, you know, you know, like all the like functions of driving, it's like they become so second nature when the music's on. Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's so zen. I just, I think that's like a perfect combination. Yeah, man. I think it's because like when you're driving, you you focus on the road, but driving doesn't require like your 100% attention, but you can't pay attention to like anything else. Really, like, you can't look at anything else. No, but you, you can can't pay watch a movie. You can, like, no. Unless you're a taxi driver in Korea, those motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> but you can like focus on something you're listening to. It's like other than laying down in bed with like headphones on or something, driving is the best time for like close listening to music or yeah, listening to a podcast and actually like like taking in every word that they say. Because like I like to listen to podcasts when I work, but I'm working. I'm my mind is doing something else. And then like, I'll tune back in and catch like the second half of somebody's thought. And if it's really interesting, I'll have to rewind and see where it came from. But when you're driving, you just take it all in. And same, if you're listening to a song, you, you can like fully experience the song when you're driving. Or if you're like, you know, like I said, like laying down with headphones on and just focusing, it's like the only two times I can do that. That's funny because I can't listen to a podcast at work. I can't pay attention enough to it. And do any of you guys try to do like a, a, a audible or like a book on tape kind of thing, like audiobooks? No, I, have, I, I, I don't like driving. It's great. Yeah. See, that's that's my thing though, dude. I can't like I have to listen too closely to like book. Like that's too much focus. So so I find that if I'm listening to an audiobook on a drive, I like to listen to an audiobook I've heard before. I'll listen. I'll just throw on Harry Potter. That's a, that, that's a great point. Yeah. Dark Tower, something that you've already heard. You can pop in and mm-hmm. out of. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to pay like super close attention. Cause usually if I'm on a long drive, I have someone in the car with me. Like there there's conversation involved. And that's the other thing. Audiobooks are great to have conversations with. So if you're in the car with someone else, I would say audiobooks better than music. The other thing is I love to, I, I sing in the car like that's my music is for singing in the car like that's that is how i get my zen with my music but i agree music in the car is like a a peak experience when you're in there alone like that's the that's the best time to listen to music yeah only thing keeping you sane yeah yeah man what am i gonna do yeah what am i gonna do listen to my inner monologue when i'm driving (laughs) then i will crash the car yeah oh i do it gets dark you know, after about after about, after about, after about, after about m- month three, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, you saw that uh, you saw that brown spot on your shoulder three weeks ago. You should think about that for the next eleven minutes. <laughs> I can't even imagine Aaron's inner monologue. Like his outer monologue <laughs> terrifies me on the daily. Yeah. So the stuff Dude, that gets inner, caught by the filter. His inner monologue is 
Bengal bites, Lunchables, yeah. Yeah. Pelicans. Lunchables, yeah, Lunchables, Lunchables, he's, Lunchables, birds. He's driving. He's doing the he's doing the, the baby back rib song, but it's Bagel Bites. Uh, what about Bagel Bite, Bagel Bite, Bagel Bite, Bagel Bite? But, it, but bite. it's still fat bastard doing it. <laughs> uh, all right. So Bloodbaths number two, driving and music. Uh, so going into number ones then, uh, my number one, I wanted to do a sports topic because duos are famous duos are um you know uh, one of the best things about sports when you get two teammates that perfectly complement each other and have a good um like run of success together so my number one is Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant the best yep. duo in NBA history they're fantastic cool. together um individually just incredible players but the fact that they play such different roles on the team they occupy like two entirely different parts of the offense and the defense that when they're both on their game, the Lakers were basically unstoppable. They almost went undefeated during an entire playoffs because Shaq and Kobe were so good. So not to turn this into like a big thing about, you know, why Shaq and Kobe were great. If you're not familiar, this was like young Kobe Bryant back when he was like super athlete Kobe Bryant. And it was Shaquille O'Neal at his biggest and strongest. Uh, so teams teams had to like reshape the way they built their roster. They couldn't get all the players that they wanted to get because they had to have like minimum three giant guys just to foul Shaquille O'Neal during games. So like, oh, you might want to get that other guy that can shoot. You can't because all your centers are going to foul out during the game. So you got to get more big guys. Sorry. Just the way it has to be. And then because of that, I think those teams, uh, they couldn't guard Kobe and they couldn't keep up with the rest of the Lakers because they're like, oh, we had to use four roster spots on seven foot tall guys that can't run because they just got to be in Shaq's way. So Shaq and Kobe, <laughs> the best duo in NBA history. And it's my number one duo for this topic. Last last time a team three-peated was Kobe yep. and Shaq, man. You know, yep. and uh, I, I was I, I was thinking about sports duos and Kobe and Shaq was the only one that came into my head over and over and over again, no matter how many I thought of. I almost put Chris Paul and David West. I, I that, <laughs> that was to me like like my duo, you know, uh, I, I agree that Kobe and Shaq, while maybe they are not the most successful uh, NBA duo of all time, they are the scariest NBA duo of all time. And that's what makes them the yeah. best. I, I it's, it's Shaq. It's Shaq. Kobe is Kobe and yeah. he'll always be Kobe. But, you know, let's look at the players that you could compare to Kobe Bryant. Allen Iverson never had Shaq. Michael Jordan never had a Shaq. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he, he did a lot of the heavy lifting, but that's also why it makes this list. If he never went to Kobe Bryant and didn't play for your favorite team, you could argue that Penny Hardaway in Shaq. You know, if they played together for longer, could have been the yeah. best NBA duo of all time. So I, I I hate the Lakers, but you're you you are right. They are the best NBA duo. They are maybe the best sports duo that I can think of off the top of my head. Although I think it's way easier to do with basketball because you got five people on the field at all times. Yeah. Ha, ha, however, you're right. The other easy like sports thing would be to pick your pick a really good quarterback and their best receiver. So like Montana and Jerry Rice, or like Tom Brady and Randy Moss. Or something like that. Like, pick something like that. Or like fucking Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. Great <laughs> duo. But, or fucking Johnny Manziel and Muhammad Masakwai. Like, what What else do I really need from a duo? How did I forget that? Jose Canseco and Jason Giambi? 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Jose Canseco and Steroids is another great duo. <laughs> no, Jason Giambi and Slump Buster Thaw. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But this was uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the best player in the league at the time. And Kobe was like just like a, a freak athlete who was like becoming like the superstar Kobe at the time. So uh, well, Jordan and about- Pippen had. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to ask about. Yeah. Jordan and Pippen had more success, but Shaq, I mean, Kobe was better than Pippen and like Jordan and Shaq were both the best player at that respective time. I think that's fair. Like Jordan and Pippen played together much longer than Kobe and Shaq did. Uh, So they, you know, they won their titles. They won more titles, but that's, I I think it's the best duo. So yeah, that's my number one. Shaq and Kobe and Aaron, what's your number one? I thought for sure this would be your number one, Dave. I thought about this today and I was like, it's also Dave's number one. Maybe not, whatever. Uh, definitely not. Uh, my number one is going to be Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't choose it because I thought Dave was going to choose it too. Excellent choice, Aaron. It, it is. There was a time in my life. I was probably like, I was, I was about 10 probably where I was just obsessed with Sunday comics and cartoons and to the point where I would like, you know, you hear stand up comedians say like, well, I would practice my stage presence by, you know, uh, saying another person's set, just practicing that over and over. I used to take like I, I really wanted to be a cartoonist when I was a little kid. I was obsessed with these things. And I would take like Garfield comics or Calvin and Hobbes comics and I would just write, I would draw them out. I would make the squares for the frames and I would use, try to use the same shit. And it took me almost six months to realize that I can't draw. So I have to give (laughs) up this thing. But back to my original point, Calvin and Hobbes is to me the greatest uh, comic strip ever made. Uh, I still have, I'm, I'm, I'm in my room right now and I'm looking at my bookshelf. I have six Calvin and Hobbes, like anthologies, like this really link, uh, like links back to what Alan said about this man and dog, like relationship that that's what Calvin and Hobbes were. It was a boy and his pet tiger. And, you know, there, there are a lot of, like I said, they, we talked about earlier, Airbud, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like that, that is a, that is a, a, a writing trope that you do see a lot, uh, but that you don't really see through like cartoons, like through, through comic strips anyways, like that. Normally it's just a uh, skinny guy, fat wife yell at each other or like, like fat cat, Skinny nerd oni, uh, skinny nerd owner yelling at it, at each other. Calvin and Hobbes was so much more than a joke factory. Calvin and Hobbes had had substance. You know what I mean? It, it, being a ten year old kid, like reading those strips, like like it, it made me smarter. Like Calvin was one of these like ten year old kids who questioned a lot of things. Half of the vocabulary that I know today, I know I read for the first time in Calvin and Hobbes, like words that I had no idea what the fuck they meant, like because Calvin was always talking the craziest shit all the fucking time. But I'm going to wrap this up. I want to make it short and sweet. Calvin and Hobbes to me is the greatest cartoon ever made. It might be my favorite like fictional character relationship of all time. I, I, I do think like in terms of like a boy and his best friend or a boy and his stuffed animal or a boy and his pet tiger. Like there, there, there's a lot of substance that you can like soak out of this comic strip that you, you literally can't say about any of the others. And I know Bloodbath's going to talk about Doonesbury for the next five minutes, so I'll chill. But uh, yeah, no, when yeah, I thought... Yeah, dude, Doonesbury's fucking Hunter S. Thompson. 
<laughs> whatever, whatever. It's terrible. Uh, but it, you know, favorite duo of all time. It's my favorite uh, comic strip of all time. I love Calvin and Hobbes, so they are going to be my number one. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a good number one. It would have been on my list had I thought of it uh, before doing the recording. But it's a great combo. It's the best comic strip, and probably the best like representation of a little kid and like the combination of a pet and an imaginary friend mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Calvin and Hobbes is the best. Like there's in my opinion, no comic strip even comes close to being as good as Calvin and Hobbes. There's a reason that like it's revered to this day. Whereas people got, people got tired of Garfield and people are like, I don't, people got like, who grows up loving to like who got tired of Garfield? Go ahead, dude. Lots of people got tired of Garfield. I got tired of Garfield. Garfield was my favorite when I, I liked it more than I liked Calvin and Hobbes when I was a little kid. But it's yeah. a joke factory. There, there is yeah. no yeah. depth to it. There's no lesson, like lessons to be learned. Like you are literally reading it to maybe like shoot coffee out of your nose on Sunday morning. Like it's, it's that, 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 that's it. It's just to make you laugh. Calvin and Hobbes go back and read some of those, some of those strips. Like not all of them are funny. A lot of them uh, are, are yeah. life lessons. Go literally go read the last Calvin and Hobbes comic. Kind of sad. Like, you know, yeah. like they, there is that part of it that I literally cannot think of one thing. That's not like, you know, like a Marvel comic book or anything like that. That's a cartoon or like some graphic novel. It was a Sunday funny that managed to, get more like emotion out of me than any of the other ones. You know, it's, it's, it's a brilliant little cartoon and I, I love it. Yeah, Garfield the sucks goat. now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't here defending Garfield. I was just, I love Garfield. I, I've and, never, and I say, I've never, Zitz also is very good. That's close. I've never uh, read a lot of Calvin and Hobbes, but maybe I should. You should, man get a, uh, get autumn in on the Calvin and Hobbes thing. Oh, that'd be good. She'd probably like that too. Yeah. I have I have a Calvin and Hobbes book on my shelf that I stole from Dave like 25 years ago. Yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> I've got a couple on my shelf that Asshole. I had 25 I'm years ago. I will never give it back, Dave. It's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I, fine. You just like Mike Tapio with the keyhole, uh, Alan. No, but I remember going to Dave's house, <laughs> and I think it was like freshman or sophomore year, and I'd never been to Dave's house, and I had to like take a shit or something. So I like went into his bathroom, and he had like a little basket of books, and there were like three Calvin and Hobbes books. So I was like, yeah, oh, dude. Dave, Dave reads Calvin and Hobbes while he takes then, a shit. He sounds yep. pretty cool. So, so then Aaron sits, down, Aaron sits down to read Calvin and Hobbes and take a shit, and then he realizes that Dave has been a drug kingpin this entire time, right under his knows how it works man mm-hmm. it's exactly what happened so that's aaron's number one calvin and hobbs alan what is your number one duo uh my number one duo is mac and cheese Ooh, um, nice. yeah i mean i i limited myself to one food i think did i limit myself to one food i think i did um yeah, unless you whole- count a jury trial as a food <laughs> It is delicious. Uh, but um, yeah, mac and cheese. I, there are a lot of options for food, right? Because foods pair so well and it's it's super easy and everybody has their own shtick when it comes to what uh, what tastes right. But everybody likes mac and cheese. And, and I compare mac and cheese, I think, to Jordan and Pippin. Um, cheese, obviously, Michael Jordan, best of all time. I 
yeah. can could yeah. put it with whatever and it would win. Uh, Macaroni, not so much. Uh, Scotty Pippen, like you know, sure he's good. Uh, probably an all star in his own right. But you pair him, you pair him with cheese, and oh my god, it just it it you win six championships in a row. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Mac and cheese. It's the the Jordan and Pippen. So okay, the question then. So if mm-hmm. Mac and cheese are Jordan and Pippen, what food is Shaq and Kobe? Like, right? Like bur- burgers and fries? Like that's the only thing that can pop yeah, in my head. Out? Another classic combo. Yeah. Beer and fried chicken. Or maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, fried chicken. Yep. Nope. Nope. Pizza and beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon tuna I mean, fish. <laughs> or beer <laughs> and a second beer. <laughs> That's what I had for dinner tonight. Yeah. yeah <laughs> a dude. shot of whiskey and a Xanax. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Mac and cheese, goat, goat combination. What else needs to be said? Not much. Here's the thing, though. Mac and cheese can be real, real bad, Alan. Like, if you're, what's your perfect mac and cheese, man? Your like, mac and the, cheese can be bad. But my mac and cheese is never so, bad. So, so, so you make your own. You don't have, like, quick options for mac and cheese. You don't buy craft or anything like that. It's just all home no, stuff. I don't. I don't, I don't fucks with craft air. Me neither. Dog. It's that. gross. Yeah, man. That's, that's some gross. Ass shit. That's some lazy in our shit. 30s. Honestly. Yeah, Alan, yeah. Alan makes a bechamel from scratch every time he. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't know blah, bass saying bechamel would fucking send me off like that. But I was <laughs> That's like the third time or fourth time on the podcast that Bloodbath has said bechamel. <laughs> yeah. You're just not listening, Aaron. God damn. <laughs> he really isn't. He never does. Um, but you should know he just waits for Blood his Bath. turn to talk. He's he's never going to change Bloodbath. You can't change him. You have I to can change him. him. No. <laughs> so so if burgers and fries are Shaq and Kobe, that no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Then who? What, what, what food combination? And Aaron Brown or uh, yeah. uh, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Well, that is a Roethlisberger from Primanti Brothers and, <laughs> and a diet Coke. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's like... Um, it's like an like, onion that's uh, been left out in the sun yeah. too long. And like some drain cleaner. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make uh, <laughs> but just FYI, the perfect description for Antonio Brown is an onion that's been left out in the sun too long. <laughs> See, I, I thought that was Roethlisberger. I thought Antonio Brown was the drain cleaner. That's there, the beauty can, of the combination. They're interchangeable. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. Zero yeah. Super Bowls. All right. So Alan's number one, Mac and cheese. Bloodbath, what's your number one? Uh, all right. I thought about this a lot. I was gonna do another more abstract one, but you know, the talk of comedy duos kind of got me reconsidering my lineup. So, uh, seven honorable mention. This one's gonna become my number one, and that is uh, Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. Wayne oh, Campbell, yeah, dude. Garth Algar, Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. Uh, as far as like a comedy duo and i mean i consider them to be a comedy duo i'm duo i mean i know it's just two movies and a handful of sketches on saturday night live but um i think that there is something so 
fucking funny about those two together. Like they're so iconic. Uh, their costume, you know, the black t-shirt, blue jeans, the flannel, the blue jeans, like the glasses, the hat, like it's so iconic. And there's what's so funny about the history of that sketch and that idea is that at no point, like at no point did Mike, like Mike Myers had the idea for like Wayne's agreed to be in it. And it's like, it it was such a kind of like, it was a specific idea, like to people like making a public access, access TV show. But like it left so much room for all this weirdness. And like so much of that comes from like Danny Carvey, just like, picking up like random things to like do in the background and like in the scenes and stuff like that. <laughs> and it works like for whatever reason, it just works. It's like a fucking alchemy, man. Like it works so well throughout the movies and the, and when they're on sketches and stuff like that, like it, it you know, you go back and watch like the first Wayne's world movie. Like there's that scene where Garth is like, uh, fucking, uh, Rob Lowe comes in to talk to Garth and like, he's like sitting there, like, building a robot maybe you don't you just see a hand it <laughs> starts to like beat it to death with a because <laughs> it, it, it becomes sentient but that just to beat it to death. Death. <laughs> but, like, it's so he random and so weird and so no funny. explanation and there's whatever like they created with each other like it left room for like just weird shit like that to happen and it doesn't feel out of place and it's so funny and i think for like all the like Will Ferrell, like John C. Riley, like movies, like those two as a comedy duo, like man, I feel like Wayne and Garth came first, and like they like set so much of the groundwork for like everybody else that's been super funny since then, and like I don't hear them talked about a lot. So, hey, bloodbath. Yes. A sphincter says what? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, and I'll tell you, you want this. me to say you want me to say what? Like I don't get it. <laughs> Those dude, Wayne's World is one of my favorite movies of all time. Wayne's World is one of my favorite like sketches in SNL history, and I'm not going to talk about it a lot. But what I I do want to say is like it's kind of like that Trey Parker and Matt Sto th- Stone thing. You have Michael Myers and Dana Carvey, who are two of the greatest comedic minds in the history of. American comedy and they put it together and it it wouldn't hit the same way now like if they made a new Wayne's World movie like it, it just wouldn't hit the same it, it fell right into right into place and we don't talk about Michael Myers enough on the show we don't don't talk about Data Carvey at all because he's, he's whatever but like I love <laughs> I, I love Wayne's World and I think Garth Algar and Wayne Campbell is a great fucking answer I couldn't agree more. Dana Carvey's a treasure. What are you talking about, Aaron? Master of disguise. He, he Where does Aaron it? get off? He, 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 for somebody who is as important of a cast member to SNL and its success, it is weird that he was one of the ones that got kind of left behind. Like, if you think about it, like Rob Schneider he did. had a better post SNL career. Like, you know, so it's like when I say that, I'm and not saying like Dana Carvey sucks. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm not saying Dana Carvey sucks. I'm saying it's just like, eh, I, I have so much more to say about Mike Myers because he did so much more. Dana Carvey's career kind of, to me, anyways, ends with Wayne's World. Yeah, Master, Master Disguise was like just okay. Um, but he got sick. That's what happened with Dana Carvey, right? He had some one of the cancers. Maybe he's still alive. Yeah, not everybody dies from cancer. No, I know, but well, I just well, I, yeah. 
I, I just yeah. didn't know if uh, he. Yeah, I don't. I so I'm just saying I don't remember hearing anything about that. So I don't know. I thought he maybe did. maybe I'm maybe I'm making it up. He might um, have. But but Dana Carvey's treasure. Love him. He's funny. So yes, number one. All right. So number one, Wayne's World. Wayne and Garth, right? Yes. Okay. I've never seen Wayne's World. So never? nope. No, He's on care. SNL guy. He's on SNL boy. It's all good. No, How did you I've not seen, know that? I've seen, I've seen clips. I think I missed the the boat on Wayne's World. So um yeah, Bloodbath's number one. Wayne and Garth. So we'll do some honorable mentions, uh, lightning round style. I've got two honorable mentions. Uh, my number, my first one is John Lennon and Paul McCartney. And my other one is lamb and tuna fish. Oh, dear. You, you, you prefer spaghetti and meatball? <laughs> yes. <laughs> considering we're in America. Uh, I'm always a big fan of a, uh, of a big daddy reference. Nicely done. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. All right, Aaron. This is the greatest and best honorable mention in top three history of the world. Tribute. <laughs> Tenacious D, right? Oh, yeah. Brooke, Brooks and Dunn, a country duo that I really love. And uh, let's say, I'm looking at my list. Let's say Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. Ooh, Hilarious. That's yes. Good duo. All right, Alan. Uh, pepperoni and pizza. Bacon and Tomato, Tom and Jerry, Coyote and Roadrunner, uh, John and Paul, Saddam Hussein and Satan, uh, Titties, <laughs> Milk and Cookies, uh, Mashed Potatoes and Gravy, Fries and Ketchup. I like nice. how Saddam Hussein and Satan are immediately followed by Titties, which yeah. just we're, we're not trying to be those guys here. Titties could have been a Michael yeah, Bumpus answer. All, Let's just we, be fair. We could have Michael Bumpus titties for sure. It's, yeah, it's the '69 episode. We could have done it. We did it. Yeah. All right. Bloodbath. Honorable mentions. Well, titties was pretty good. I'd, I'd say a combo, a duo. Uh, also, uh, Coke and pizza, because Coke emulsifies the oil in the pizza. That's why it tastes so good when it goes down. Um, and then let's say um, whiskey and cigars. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll go ahead and get into our community top threes for this episode. So I'll get us started with uh, the first community top three comes from Chris C, who's a patron. Thank you, Chris, and also one of the hosts of the Retro Hangover podcast. Chris says, number three, peanut butter and jelly. Number two, pizza and beer. Number one, Sonic the Hedgehog and Rule 34. Uh, actually, Sonic and Tails. Is he saying that Sonic and Tails porn is his number one? <laughs> it was in... in because I can't do strike through on Google Docs. I don't know how he wrote Sonic and Rule 34 with a line crossing it out. And it said Sonic and Tails. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right, Chrissy, almost the winner now. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, a patron from the Fun and Games podcast. Number three, Sonic and Tails, no pornography. Uh, number two, uh, hot dogs and spicy mustard which is awesome. And number one, Tegan and Sarah. I did not know Matt was my girlfriend in college. That's very funny. 
Uh, next up, we have Ryan, who is a patron from the List Off podcast or host of the List Off podcast. Or is, he does something with the List Off podcast. He's affiliated somehow. He's affiliated. Uh, number three, burger and fries. Solid combo. I think that was Shaq and Kobe. Uh, number two, mac and cheese. Objectively, the best duo. Uh, number one, peanut butter and chocolate. Also solid. Honorable mention Batman and Robin. I don't know, Ryan. I kind of preferred Batman and Alfred, but we'll give it to you. <laughs> Doesn't Batman just what? like shit on Robin all the time? <laughs> I think he shits on Alfred too. Like, bitch, give me my fucking Batmobile gassed up. Like, <laughs> give me my shoes. Wait, wait, wait. When did he spend your, <laughs> spend your evenings helping me like build a fucking bat cave and then also do your regular like butler shit during the day? Like, do you, like, do you think he had Alfred down there with a pickaxe digging out the bat cave? Is that what you think? No, dude, that? He had slaves doing that. Yeah, dude. He had <laughs> yes, slaves. Yes. Come on. He had, Come on, he had independent contractors that once. Like it's the only way yep. he keeps his identity secret. They're the called indentured same independent guys. contractors that built the stadium for the World Cup. <laughs> you know, like right. the exact same independent contractor. Can I have one little rant about Batman just for a second? One. All right. No. Fine. I think wouldn't it slightly like if Batman is like unlit like it's never specific. Let's say unlimitedly wealth, like unlimited wealth. What would the point in real life be of like the secret identity at this point? Like, wouldn't you just say, All right, Bruce Wayne's fucking Batman, he's a billionaire, he's gonna go like dress up and fight crime. Wouldn't he couldn't he just pay for like a team of lawyers to like constantly get him out of any kind of trouble in the laws that he's breaking? Just be like, No, 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 like he he's just fucking Batman, he can do what he wants to do. Billionaires get to do what they want anyway. Like, I, I just think it like a, a better batman comic moving forward would just be like everyone just knows he's fucking bruce wayne and like he just pays everybody off like right i'm just saying i think that that shows an utter lack of disrespect for the rule of law on that frankly you feel like that money equates to power and that shouldn't be true and but it would make for a very funny cartoon 100 percent is true though so it, yeah. it is 100 yeah. percent true if you're rich you can do whatever you want jeff bezos could be like yeah i'm fucking like i'm a superhero i'm gonna go beat people up on the street and people are like well he's so rich that light bends around yeah. him we can't do anything <laughs> if he beats me up i might get a settlement let's go yeah 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 bring it i'm gonna go rob a gas station right now <laughs> <laughs> all right next up we have chris in a patreon his number three is Harriet and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Number two, Jermaine and Brett from Flight of the Concords. Good answer. Number one, Calvin and Hobbes. And his honorable mention, Teenagers and Chronic Masturbation. I feel you there, buddy. <laughs> Everyone just fist bumps Chris with a <laughs> little like slight eye contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got you. Uh, next up is Randall, who's a patron. Thank you, Randall. Randall says, number three, salt and chocolate. That's a good combo. Uh, number two, coffee and cream. And number one, uh, also salt and chocolate. I wrote it down wrong. Uh, Randall really <laughs> likes salt and also really likes chocolate. Thinks they go great together. Let me find out what Randall uh, what Randall actually wrote. 
I feel like we should roll with salt and chocolate. I, it's a good combo. <laughs> I, res- I respect it had, more for it. It <laughs> hadn't gotten a mention before this, so I feel like... Well, oh, there pretty- it is. There it is. So Randall's number three was bacon and brown sugar. Oh, that's a really good one. That's yeah, a, it is. It's a yeah. good choice, Randall. Randall knows what's up. All brown right. Sugar Next- bourbon. I, I like brown sugar yeah. and toast if I'm going to do a brown sugar duo. Uh, next up, we have Colby, a patron from the Switch It Up uh, podcast. Number three, Rick and Friday again, Garfy, baby. I know what that means. Uh, number <laughs> two, Garfield reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that, Colby. Uh, number two, NFL Sunday in your couch. Great answer. Number one, pizza and beer. Honorable mention, seasonal depression and lifting heavy ass weight. I uh I love that also. Yeah, that's that's something that all of us do. Uh definitely not seasonal depression and sitting around doing nothing. Garfy, baby. Nah, man, <laughs> get out and lift heavy stuff. Yeah, it's good for you. <laughs> uh next up, Jeff, formerly Jerf, a patron of the podcast, and a real swell dude. Uh number three. Tammy Terrell and Marvin Gaye. Uh, it's a solid choice. I only know the one song they did together, but still a uh, good one. Number two, Little Pete Wrigley and Artie, the strongest man in the world. I hey, don't know. Yeah. Fuck yes. all going Jeff, on what is this? Jeff wins. That's from, from, that's from Pete and from Pete. From the adventures of Pete and Pete. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. I still don't really know Deep what it cut. means. Um, <sighs> but... Number number one, Mots and Marinara, excellent choice. And honorable mention, the genitalia and compatible body parts of two consenting <laughs> adults. Whatever, whatever body parts or genitalia you want to use, folks, it's up to you. But body parts episode and 69, or. baby. That, that's the <laughs> thing, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> that's the thing. When it comes to the human body, all the parts are compatible the human genitalia if you're if you think outside the box can somebody um, stop bloodbath from talking about holes and stuff for five seconds please <laughs> we really need to figure out how to mute people i mean it's been too long one of us should know how to do it oh i know how i've muted aaron <laughs> before <laughs> Yay! we've had we've bleeped aaron for his own like safety and well-being well-being and and persecution. next up we have matt Number three, uh, Matt, with no affiliation whatsoever. He just randomly uh, made the space for us. Weird. Number three, Batman and Robin. Number two, Jack and Coke. Number one, peanut butter and jelly. And honorable honorable mention, lamb and tuna fish. Okay, guys, I guess we're just going to keep this fucking joke going. Uh, Oh, yeah, we are. Nobody said spaghetti and meatball. Yeah, I love it. It's going to be so long. Uh, next up is Claire. Claire says, number three, peanut butter and banana, uh, specifically on a sandwich. Number two, Cheech and Chong. And number one, an ice pick and my brain. What, what's up, Claire? Everything okay? <laughs> no, no every, everybody knows if you want to come real hard, you got to shove an ice pick into your brain. <laughs> That's true. That's what the kids are doing these days. Fuck answer is that. That's very funny. <laughs> And next up is Hua. Number three is Rookie and Dave. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> That's so wholesome and cute, though. I fucking love 
answer. I'm about, I'm about <laughs> to cry, dude. I'd even got a girlfriend. That's so funny, dude. Plot, it, is, it is clearly something that Dave just put on the list. That can't be real. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I, did I forgot the list. You get her in there right now, and I want to hear her say that. <laughs> huh, are you okay? Give us a sidewalk. Blink twice if yes. All right. No, that was cute. Number three, Rookie and Dave. Uh, her number two is coffee and digestives. Uh, I think I, I think coffee is a digestive. Uh, and number one, chicken and beer. Oh, look at that, Dave. You and her and Rookie. You know, you guys are eating chicken. You're just eating chicken, a, drinking beer together. Or a Miller light down Rookie's throat. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah dude. Sounds beautiful. Uh, digestives are um, these uh, like kind of cookie cracker type things they're not quite cookies they're not type type they're not quite crackers um but they're kind of like a sweet you know hard biscuit type thing and uh we you can get them like covered in chocolate they go great with coffee so that's what that is do they help you poop cool no no okay so <laughs> they're, the coffee they're, the coffee helps just, you poop yeah so oh, the market right. so the market name is digestive before, <laughs> yes. before we move okay. on before we move on who else knew when they saw aaron was going to read that that he thought that meant lax it's <laughs> 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 a good combo coffee and like, I like how bloodbath's laughing like haha aaron yes i've heard of yes that's <laughs> like haha i do Alan went to law school. He's allowed to laugh at me. Not you, Bloodbath. <laughs> Bitch, I can laugh at you if I want to. Oh, man, that makes me so... No, I like it when he talks to me like that. I love it. I take my shirt off. <laughs> Anybody else hot? <laughs> oh, shit, it's me. Hang on. I'm making fried green tomatoes. They're good to burn. Uh, Adam R. Who's number three? He doesn't have any affiliation either. Adam, what are you doing with your life? Number three, video games and a day off. All right. Uh, number two, mushroom and sausage on a pizza. That sounds like a trio, Adam R. I'm sorry, but number one, boobs. Solid way to redeem yourself, buddy. Mm -hmm. Adam R's list is should have been my list. Adam yeah, R, I think you and I would be good friends. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Mikey Tabletop with the Big Drink Energy Podcast. Number three, beer and grilling. That's actually a pretty good one. Number two, Batman and Robin. Number one, me and your mom, son. Uh, <laughs> he's talking to the Mikey. show. About former, former guest, friend of the show. Friend of the show, yeah. It's a good list. Uh, next up is John from the Video Game Lounge podcast. John says, number three, chocolate and peanut butter. Number two, Jordan and Pippin. Number one, Han and Chewy. That's a good duo. Uh, mentions Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and Butthead. Those are some good duos. Han and Chewy was one that should have, we should have thought about yeah, that. How did none of us, how did, how did none Alan of us not put that on his list? I, I, I saw that on the Alan's list. Alan's too busy jerking off to the judicial <laughs> system. <laughs> I, have, I have Han Solo and Carbonite on my wall in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I thought that was like an honorable mention of yours. Han Solo and Carbonite. That's very funny. <laughs> All right. Next, yeah, next up we have Dave. Uh, no relation. 
uh, from the Remember 64 podcast. Number three, Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Number two, box and chocolates. That's right. Milk duds also come in a box. Uh, and number one, number one, R two D two and C three PO. Solid list. That's yeah. pretty good. Milk duds and popcorn. Thoughts? I do it. I, I fucking love yeah. milk duds. Yeah, that, I'll eat any. I'll eat anything. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's like, oh, I'll kill myself. I don't give a fuck. We talked about eating a rubber handball <laughs> earlier. Give it to me. <laughs> Throw some gochu jong on it. Let's go. <laughs> That's Alan again. Is it me? Alan's your dad. Sorry, guys. God. Okay, we're. Uh, this is John, I think. Nope. Yeah. It's Weep Lord. No. Ooh, I was way off. Weep Lord, Lightning Strikes Thrice podcast. Probably good. Uh, number three, Duo Rubber BMX Cups. That sounds sexual. Number two, Duo eyelash adhesive. I'm certain that is sexual. Uh, number one, NEC backslash Hudson Soft Turbo Duo. Are those video game things? No. So I've been looking it up. Duo is apparently a bike brand of some kind. They do something with bicycles. Um, eyelash adhesive. I think that speaks for itself. And <laughs> NEC. Yeah, they brand names. Hudson Soft is a video game like company from way back in the day uh hudson soft turbo duo is yeah a video game console uh looks like it's from like the the same time period as like the super nintendo or something like that uh, weep lord buddy i your your list required way too much research i don't think you're gonna win this week <laughs> but but Respect to them for the bit of having yeah. everything with the word duo in the bit. That is Respect. true. Smart. Smart. All right. Next up, we have Thrak. Number three, Mario and Luigi. Number two, Lowell and Hardy. And number one, video and games. What is Lowell I and Hardy? It. I think they're a comedy duo from like way back in the day. Like the yeah, 30s. Yeah, Penn and Teller narrowly missed out on my list. <laughs> Same. Uh, next up is Joe Decahedron. Great name. Number three. Great, great yeah. name. Just have a great name. Yeah, fantastic. Number three, Razor and T-Bone. I don't know what that is. Uh, number two, Darkwing and Launchpad. Oh, good That's choice, good buddy. That's a good one. And number one, this is for Alan, Norbert and Daggett. Oh, hey, that's a good one. What's that for good. me? Because you love the, Angry You're beavers. the Angry Beavers guy. Yeah, Am I the Angry Beaver? Oh, yeah. You were 100 pushing the Angry Beavers guy. Are you kidding All right. me? All yeah, right, dude. As, look, I'm just saying, if I'm the Angry Beavers guy, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to I'm gonna turn into that one. Gus, and Gus agrees. Every, <laughs> every Gus is all about it. What are you bargaining? He's angry about it. About the he Beavers. Does yeah. not like it. Not a fan. No, not a big fan of Launchpad. All right, next <laughs> up, we have, uh, we have Rat Boy, whose number three is Cheese on Burger. Okay, uh, number two, <laughs> tortilla chips and shredded cheese. Awesome. Number one, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Our fucking year. Let's fucking go. Jets ain't shit. Rogers is a COVID denier and sits atop of and sits atop of Mount Pius. Miami <laughs> stinks. Tua is one hit away from turning into dust. All right. Uh, honorable mention, 
Ratboy and Aaron being alpha in a group chat with Davis, Carl, and Josh all having beta energy. Rat, your list is perfect, dude. No notes, man. I'll show you beta. I'll show you beta energy, bro. Fucking drive up to your goddamn house. <laughs> I'll, steal I'll your car. Steal your car. Uh, I'll fucking like uh, you know uh, slap the shit out of you, and I'll uh, <laughs> smack your wife's ass. <laughs> ah, fuck the car and and hit Neo. Well, that's just All like right, I'm gonna come assault your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. In, in summary, yeah, this is a family podcast. And right. oh, last one. Alan's got the last one. Bloodbath, you're gonna love this one. Wait, it's me again? It's not me again, is it? That's how the order works, man. <laughs> I, I don't go after Bloodbath, but all right. Craig. Dave, you go after Bloodbath. Uh Craig. Yeah, Bloodbath was just it, it, commenting. It was Aaron. Yeah, that, that was Aaron. Oh, I am clearly not paying attention. Number three for Craig. Uh unknown if this is Kirby Craig or not. Uh, number three, lamb and tuna fish, probably. Two, spaghetti and meatball because he is American. And number <laughs> one, Sonny and Julian. Well, done, uh, no Craig. honorable mention. Love Full a bunch of Big, Big Daddy. Daddy Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to say it's my turn to pick the winner because Rat said I was alpha, and that's true. I'm going to go with. Ooh, I could pick either Jerf or Chris N. Keep this going, but I'm not. I'm going Adam R. Love video games in a day off. Love mushroom sausage pizza. Boobs are okay, but great list, dude. He's the winner. Agreed. Adam R., congratulations. Bloodbath will be hand-delivering your trophy at a time that is most inconvenient to you. So look out. (laughs) 3.40 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So... That is all of our community submissions for this episode. If you would like to participate in a future episode, please uh, keep your eye on our social media pages or the best way uh, to participate is to join the Discord server. You'll find an invite link down in the show notes. Not sure why I pronounce it that way. There'll be an invite link down in the show notes (laughs) where you can join the Discord server, join in on the conversation, have fun doing uh, casual top threes throughout the week. Have fun talking about movies, video games, music, life, bloodbath. Uh, there's a special channel for Ratboy and all Ratboy-related activities. We had a new member join the Discord server recently and immediately gravitated to the Ratboy channel. I'm not <laughs> sure why. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good time. So thank you all for listening. May you and the other half of your duo, whoever or whatever that is, have a happy life together. We'll see you next time.